Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's today's lesson. This morning we're looking at Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. This is the Emmaus Road. Luke 24, 13 to 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything they had, that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their face downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are and how slow to speak all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord is risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of God. Luke's story, uh, the Emmaus Road story, is likely familiar to all of us here. On that uh, Easter Sunday, two of Jesus' followers were going to a village named Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. As they talked, and as yet unrecognized Jesus joins the two disciples on the road. When asked by this stranger what they were so busy talking about, they launched into words, the handing over of Jesus to the Romans, condemnation, crucifixion, and the deflating of their hope in the redemption of Israel. It was almost like a lecture to this stranger. They told him the stories and these two are walking down this road, speaking words they have retained from the past. 
but words alone do not bring recognition of who this stranger is. Of course, we know they were speaking to Jesus, but they didn't know it. And it was then that Jesus explained to these two travels all, travelers all the mysteries of the scripture and how the Savior must suffer and die and rise again. But they still don't recognize him. They arrive at their destination and invite this stranger to eat with them. It is not until the teaching moves from words spoken to words enacted that a memory retained of an earlier supper's word becomes the flashpoint of recognition. The sight of this one at a table and that voice blessing and those hands taking bread and breaking bread and giving bread and then bam, eyes open, memories flood. Recognition returns. And just then the risen Christ leaves the two to make the final step in processing this religious information into spiritual formation by teaching it to others. And immediately these two men sprinted back to Jerusalem. Again, seven mouths burst into the room where the 11 disciples were. And get this, the, di the disciples said to them, the Lord has risen. And the two said, yeah, no kidding, we know. We just saw him in Emmaus. And a tradition was begun. People who knew the truth about Jesus were excited to tell those who did not know. That's the tradition that began on the road to Emmaus on that first Easter night. Those who knew about the resurrected Savior felt compelled to tell those who did not know. Here we are almost 2,000 years later. The Christian story is still best told one person at a time. Learning about Christ crucified and risen may involve words, but the recognition of Christ crucified and risen awaits words enacted and witness made. This is not just the story of the two disciples on the road. This is the story of the church. This is the story of every disciple who has ever followed this Savior and who will not be tied down with words, but will demonstrate Christ's likeness with their life. Remember, the narrative records these two disciples recalling how their hearts burned while the stranger talked with them, but he remained a stranger even in the power and eloquence of those words. The transition from stranger to Jesus does not turn on words, it turns on actions. Recognition comes not out of a brilliant roadside sermon and teaching sessions or books or TV or the internet. Recognition of holy presence comes when words and bread are broken and shared with others. The Emmaus Road story is a marvelous story for the church to consider several weeks past Easter. Why? Because if the truth be told, we are always finding ourselves on the road. The problem is that tradition has fallen on hard times today. We are reluctant to speak of our faith because religion is such a private, personal thing. We are unwilling to share the gospel with others for fear that we might offend them. And the result is that we leave evangelism up to the legalist who often paint the gospel as a list of do's and don'ts and self-righteous good works. And that is sad. 
Evangelism is both a privilege and responsibility for every Christian. And the time has come for us to do what we have been called to do. We are still on the Emmaus Road, and given the limitation of words to say so, just giving religious lectures on the resurrection doesn't cut it. The world awaits a witness. Our lives await an experience, which comes when words of grace take shape in demonstrations of grace. When philosophies of love take form in the doing of love, when hope recognizes that the holy lives, in spite of this world's best efforts to snuff it out, when sacramental recognition teaches others to live with such hope by sharing the bread and passing the cup, for when we do that in worship and in service to others, we offer, even as we have been given, the recognition that the world is and will be in good hands. These good hands belong to the one who took, blessed, broke, and gave bread to us so that our eyes and lives might be opened. We don't have to have the Bible memorized or be seminary graduates. We simply need to know that Jesus is alive and that he will forgive the sins of those who call upon him and that he promises to go with us into every corner of our lives. That's the story that each of us has to tell. And just like someone once told you, and just like someone once told me, we have been called to be storytellers to others so that they might know the God of grace. Those who know Tell those who don't. Now that's a tradition worth living for. Thanks be to God, whose words are best learned by their practice and sharing. Let us pray. Open our eyes, O God, to your holy presence around and with us. Open our hearts, O Christ, to holy needs and the persons you send our way in hopes that we will respond as your hands and heart. Open our minds, O Holy Spirit, to ways and words and witness that we have not dared before for the sake of those who wait upon them. Open me, O Holy One, to the opportunities you bring, to the life you break open, to the love you have in store for me and for all. Amen.